you know, it is just mind-blowing to me how Christmas is literally at the exact time every single year, and somehow it always sneaks up on me. You know, I'm always scrambling at the last minute to, you know, put up Christmas decorations and, and order gifts and, God forbid, actually have to go to a store and buy gifts. And uh, the struggle's real, And uh, but the procrastination, yeah, that's, uh, that's a lot more real. And so today, we are going to talk about how to get ready for the Christmas season this year at your church. My name is Luke Clayton, and welcome to Church Media HQ. Welcome or welcome back to Church Media HQ. I'm glad that you would take some time to join me on our weekly episodes. And I do hope that you have subscribed and all of that good stuff if you haven't yet. And uh, if you do enjoy this content, then uh, please share it with another church leader like yourself uh, so that we can help them as well. Okay, so here we are, and uh, happy November uh, in terms of on the time of release. I believe it uh, is scheduled, this episode is scheduled to drop on November 1st. So uh, happy November, and uh, you know what that means. That means that Halloween is over as of uh, yesterday. And that means that the the holiday slash Christmas season really just kind of goes into full swing in so many you know areas of life. Uh, mainly, I think of retailers. In fact, you know, retailers have already started sending out the their you know toy catalogs and whatever to to you know kids. I know my daughter has already collected two or three different stores. Uh, toy, little toy catalog magazines that they put out for Christmas. So they were already uh, doing it, but now that Halloween's done with, uh, it's kind of like, you know, because you got to make your money off the costumes and the candy and whatnot. Now retailers are just going all in on Christmas and you know, you know how it is here in in America and in in the in our uh, us Western society, the first world, if you will. Uh, we don't. Who cares about Thanksgiving? That's just a day for us to stuff our faces and watch football. Uh, we don't want to get too hung up on that when we can really, instead of being grateful for what we have, we can really just start to to really focus on what we don't have and what we want, and uh, start thinking about uh, Christmas gifts and all that good stuff. So I do think it's unfortunate that cr- Thanksgiving doesn't get a little bit more attention, but you know, again, that is uh, the society that we live in. It is what it is. All that aside, we are, again, uh, Christmas is coming. The floodgates have opened, if you will, in terms of the Christmas spirit and so on. And so here we are. And we are, uh, what, and and first of all, before I get into the content that uh, we're going to discuss, I do want to say that my goal on episodes of Church Media HQ in really, I've really had this goal for well over a year now, is to try to keep the content of every episode fairly evergreen, meaning that it doesn't matter if you are really keeping up with this content and these episodes as they are released, or if you're stumbling on them, you know, weeks, months, even years after they are released and you're, uh, you're, you're listening, you're watching then, uh, my goal is to make the content to where it, it's relevant, at least in some capacity. And so with that in mind, I will say what I'm going to talk about today, even though it is going to be specifically uh, uh, kind of applied towards the Christmas season, 
it really can be applied for any time of year. And so if you're, you know, listening for some reason on a beach in the middle of July on vacation, which by the way, get my voice out of your ears uh, and go enjoy some time with your family. Don't be listening to me on your vacation. What a waste. But uh, but, but thanks for being here. Uh, anyways, uh, so if you're listening at a different time of year than Christmas, you really can apply this. I'm really using Christmas more as a uh, example, if you will, for a principle that could be applied to any time of year. So Christmas is the unique thing about Christmas is that it is truly a season. Uh, of course, there's December 25th, the actual day of Christmas, but really it is a it is a season. And there's a lot of reasons that it is uh, treated like a season. Reason for the season, haha. <laughs> yeah, you you that I really no no uh, pun not a pun, but uh, no little uh, you know Jesus friendly rhyme intended there. But there are many reasons that that Christmas has turned into more of this seasonal approach. And again, going back to retailers, that's one of the biggest things. Obviously, basically uh, every single uh, retailer out there, whether they're, you know, Walmart or Target or, or Amazon, or even some, you know, smaller type of, uh, uh, mom and pop store or whatever, they are going to make the majority of their revenue is going to come in the final quarter of the year. You know, the reason that Black Friday got its name is because historically there are many, many retailers that do not see profit until they reach that time of year. So it's really hard to imagine that, you know, because Black Friday is like the last, typically it is, it's the uh, last Friday, I suppose, of November. Uh, that is going to be your, your, I mean, literally just practically the beginning of the final month of the year is when a lot of these retailers become uh, truly profitable. And that, that is, is insane, but that just shows you how much of an effect the Christmas season has on uh, consumer uh, habits and not just their buying habits. Uh, Christmas is a time when, yes, it really has become all about the gifts. And this is not a, uh, a even though we're talking about church media here, we're not a, uh, this, we're not going to get in all the spiritual applications of, again, Jesus, the reason for the season, because obviously we know that. I'm just talking about it purely from a kind of a marketing standpoint here. The, uh, in addition to it being all about gifts, I mean, uh, it, it's uh, other uh, kind of uh, industries get excited about it. For example, the travel industry, uh, airlines, hotels, rental car companies, maybe they are uh, going to see a nice spike in revenue as well, because not only are you buying gifts for your loved ones, but you are traveling to see your loved ones throughout this season. And, uh, and so, you know, like, so you've got the gifts, you've got the travel that's involved. And like I said, the, the extra activity there, but I am going to say, since we're talking about industries that benefit from the Christmas season, uh, it's pretty obvious that the church is one of those industries. We are, uh, uh the, the church world, if you will, and, and local churches, they benefit from the Christmas season. Now, that this was uh, has been an uh, or, or has been the case with the exception of maybe Christmas of last year of 2020, uh, where you know the, the the past you know or the the pandemic and all of that really set it. Unfortunately, it seemed like there was this convenient new wave of COVID come through. Uh, right around uh, Christmas season. And I know many, many churches that had to cancel their plans and, you know, had to go back into lockdown and things like that. And it's really unfortunate. 
But fortunately, this is not universally true. It's definitely not true all across the globe or even all across the United States. But fortunately, we are returning and have returned to some sense of normalcy in many, many parts of, uh, again, I'm, I'm, I do know that I'm, uh, I have to keep giving this disclaimer. I do know that I am, I am talking to you. I'm coming to you here live. Well, not live, but you know what I mean? I'm coming to you from Nashville, Tennessee. And, uh, if you know anything about the Nashville and the South and, uh, Tennessee is, is kind of in the top three of our, of states that everybody, everybody's moving here right now. Everybody's moving to Tennessee, Texas, and Florida, because we don't have any, uh, we don't have any COVID restrictions. I mean, it's been wide open for us for a while. So I understand that I'm coming to you from a place where yes, church is pretty much back in full swing in nearly every capacity and, and churches in this area, they are just going kind of full steam ahead and the whatever. So, I, again, I understand that I am not talking to, uh, depending on where you're watching, listening from, I understand that could be different for you. But again, this is a principle, uh, kind of a, these are principles that we're going to be talking about that can be applied to any time of year. And I, I would actually have arguments of why, what we're going to discuss and as we get into it, of why it is is actually could be exceptionally a good approach for COVID. But this approach, uh, this this concept, it really can be applied to any uh, any time of year. So if you're like, eh, my church isn't ready for to do anything major for Christmas yet. Okay, that that's your choice, and that's you have to make that decision yourself. But nonetheless, again, the concept here is in the same. So all that to say, the church is one of these industries that benefits from the Christmas season in a great way. And fortunately, uh, if we're we if we're talking about anyways the effect of Christmas on our society and on our culture, fortunately, this is one of those things that uh, though it would seem that certain agendas and ideologies are trying to you know quote unquote push Christ out of Christmas. Uh, fortunately, uh, again, very dependent on the where you live specifically, but that is by and large, I, I in my opinion and in my observation, hasn't particularly succeeded. Uh, many people uh, are still, no matter how religious or uh, no matter how uh, you know devout they are in their faith uh, or lack thereof, they still acknowledge Christ in one way or another, whether it's just doing something minor, like setting up a, a nativity scene as a piece of their decor, uh, or uh, maybe it's, you know, uh, reading uh, some passage, you know, Luke 2 or some passage of scripture, or for many of them, it is by going to some type of, uh, of Christmas uh, worship service or event during the Christmas season. Yeah, gets it's just like Easter. Whereas Easter is not a by the way, somebody is out here um you know just uh backing up their truck. So if you're hearing that beep sound, that's what that is. And uh, if you didn't hear that, then you're like, "Luke, you're just hearing things." But uh anyways, I got a little bit uh let me get back on track here uh what what was I saying about yeah, this idea that Christmas uh people are still acknowledging it and it's kind of like Easter. I was comparing it to Easter. Of course, Christmas and Easter known as the two biggest times of year for churches in theory. And uh you know, so because everybody, many people, I should say, are doing the obligatory check Christ off the list at Christmas. And again, when we talk about it from a maybe a spiritual, philosophical perspective, is that, be well, of course not. No, we're not talking about that, but, but we're, we're looking at things from a marketing, outreach, and creative angle here. So the church is going to benefit from this season, but how can you make 
the most of it. And any time of year, how can you make the most of maybe times of year when people might be a little bit more perceptive to come to church? Again, uh, Christmas, Easter, Mother's Day, uh, even uh, to, at the beginning of like a school year in, in the fall season, people, you know, kind of fresh starts. Many people have maybe relocated uh, during that time of year, but, you know, they try to relocate during the summer for a new job before school starts with their kids and so on and so forth. So anyways, this concept can be applied really year round. So let's get into it. Let's talk about the, if you will, the old way. And then we're going to talk about the new way. The old way was and still is for some, this. It's the one big day mentality. Now, full disclosure, you rewind uh, our episodes and you go back to particularly the first year of when we uh, launched uh, this podcast. You can go back, you can listen to these episodes. You'll hear that I was a little bit more uh, pushing and maybe uh, encouraging the one big day mentality. In fact, I'm remembering distinct conversations I had with uh, guests, di with different guests on our episodes where we talked about how this could be beneficial. And I kind of, uh, w kind of grew up in a tradition of church, and it's not exclusive to any, any particular tradition or any particular denomination, I should say, or whatever. It's really more of just a, a, a general approach and mentality that really kind of took over for a generation or so of church leadership of having this, these, these big days throughout, throughout the year on your church calendar where you would have, you know, something just be more or less just big events, big, big events that were, uh, had extra attractional activities, or, or, or things going on at the church that would bring people and, and attract people and get them interested to come. Now, I'm, I'm just going to say, I'm not going to sit here and say that that's all wrong. That There's certainly wonderful uh, application of that. Again, coming through the, the Halloween season, where a lot of churches, you know, do their, uh, provide their Halloween alternatives, you know, their fall festivals, trunk or treat activities. Uh, look, my daughter, uh, she loved, I mean, she went to like, it was like four different, you know, fall festivals and things like that. Got to wear different costumes and get a bunch of candy, and uh, it was it was awesome. I mean, I, I saw at multiple churches uh, just you know thousands of people uh, in the community that had the opportunity to to come and be loved on by by the church, and I think that is awesome. So I am not belittling this concept of let's do some type of community centric event. However, what I do want to point out is that while that can have a lot of value in and of itself, what we have to be careful of is we have to ask ourselves, what do we want our church to be known for in the community? And uh, it, it's not an either or. It could be a both and situation. You could be known for having cool community events, but you also, regardless of if it comes along with that or not, you also want to be known for probably greater reasons. If you really asked yourself as a pastor or a church leader, what do I want my church to be known for? You know, when, when somebody says, you know, so-and-so church, do you want that, the, you know, those people to think, oh yeah, they have all that candy 
at, at, at uh, you know, at, at whatever. Or man, yeah, they they got the uh, they got the bounce houses that that throughout the thing. They got the 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 dunking booths or or whatever it may be. You know, these these different things that uh, the different elements of you know attractions we might bring into our church to get get people interested. Well, is that would you rather them say, oh yeah, that's the church that does the really cool fill in the blank, or yeah, that's the church where. I can find where I, I, I found community. You know, I was feeling super alone and I just found friendship. I found, I found people to connect with and to have a community with, or no, that is the church that, you know, I, I found truth there. I was, at, I was just really looking for answers and I went there and I heard, you know, the teaching and the preaching and it gave, uh, it, it helped me find truth. It helped me find the, the truth of Jesus Christ and the, some answers to my questions. Or yeah, that is the place that helped me heal. You know, I felt broken. I felt down and out. And this, this church, man, this church was, was, a, was a hospital, uh, a spiritual hospital for me. Now, of course, as a pastor, as a church leader, you're saying, well, yeah, of course that's what you want your church to be known for. And I don't think there's a, a pastor or, or, or assistant pastor or whatever in their right mind that wouldn't say, oh, yeah, that's what we want. And, and, and again, while there's nothing wrong with having an attractional level event or attractional driven event, what you have to say is, well, do I want to do that so much, so often, and put so much emphasis on that that the other stuff is forgotten? Because that's, that's what I have seen from time to time is saying, we're going to put so much promotional and outreach effort into these big events. Why? Well, because if we're going to put all of this uh, expense and if we're going to make such a big deal for, you know, again, just using the, you know, festival example, uh, because I think this is something that many churches are doing or trunk or treat or whatever. If we're going to put so much effort into organizing something like this and like I said, expense and cost into it, then of course we want people to be there. We don't want it to flop. And so what happens is we get so focused on these big events that that virtually, you know, all of our attention for and, and energy goes into these one these big days throughout our year and it's almost like we're spending we're spinning our wheels and we're spending our days throughout the year just getting ready for the next big thing. And then what happens? Well, then now what happens with our churches is now they become the, the ones that do this, they become attractional and event-centric organizations. They're all about, again, the next big thing. And just so you know, because I love to do this from time to time, just so you think, uh, don't think I should say, that, you, that I'm picking on churches exclusively. This is a mistake that I made early on just in, just in business was, uh, again, I am in the business of helping churches with their creative media and marketing needs. And so I would go, you know, I would, uh, I would really, because Christmas and Easter are big times of year for the churches. So I really built a lot of my early service and product offerings around seasonal based content, you know, and so, and it was like, I would make everything all about this particular, uh, you know, graphics or videos or whatever that I made just for Christmas, for example. And while we're still doing some of that, 
uh, and there's and again, there's nothing wrong with it. But what what happened for me was it was all about Christmas, all about Christmas, and then after Christmas, it's like, oh man, I killed myself getting ready for Christmas. And then I, then it was all about Easter, all about Easter and getting ready for Easter. And, and fortunately there's Christmas and Easter and they're kind of spaced out, you know, about four months apart from each other. But then it's like, well, wait, there's eight months, there are eight more months throughout the year that I've got to live through and that I've got to make an income and I've got to pull in revenue. And it became a, a, it became a, a nearly detrimental problem in just my business revenue and operations uh, and so, you know, we had to start making a shift. We had to shift in what we offered and saying, well, yes, we're still going to. And by the way, this is a great time to talk about our Christmas media kit available from Church Media HQ. See, we still are going to offer something particular for Christmas. And this with this kit, you do get videos, graphics, print resources, done for you, social media all available for a one-time cost. This is one of the few times of the year that we offer a one-time, one-off cost product. There's no uh, subscription required to access this. If you're interested in that, just head over to churchmediahq.com slash Christmas. That's churchmediahq.com slash Christmas. But with that said, with us still making offerings like that with Christmas uh, or, or with Easter or with whatever, our business model has focused more, like I was just saying in my little advertisement there, towards more subscription and recurring type of revenue products and services. Because there's there's a lot of reasons from a business angle of why this is, is better in terms of obviously having recurring revenue is better than one-time revenue. But it's also for me, it gives me the opportunity to work with churches like you so that we can so that we can continue to help you, not just during Christmas. Because when I made my business all about Christmas and Easter and just the big events of the year, if you will, well, what happened is your church might be interested in us helping you then, but if that's really all I seem to push, it's like, well, that's the guy I'll call up when I need help for Christmas. Or that's the guy I need, you know, when I need help on Easter, when I need it. But the truth is, is that I don't want the, to be pushing this mentality anymore. I don't want to be pushing this, oh, only care about the one big day. And it should be the same thought process in your church. You can still do these things for your, you know, during these big day events, these attractional things to bring your community in. However, that should not be your only concern. And you shouldn't be so focused on it that it's all you do and therefore all you are known for. And so that can be the biggest issue with this one big day mentality. And so what is the alternative? Well, it's not anything that I've necessarily not discussed before. In fact, it's something that I really started pushing and trying to teach this time last year. But again, with it being a very exceptional Christmas season last year, uh, I don't know how well it caught on. And so I want to mention it again and maybe be a little bit more clear in the way that I explain it. And so that is instead of, in this case, as you head into the Christmas season, but again, no matter what time of year, you could apply this mentality. So as you head into this particular season, instead of saying, okay, what is my big day for Christmas? Well, what if we said, what is my big day, or I'm sorry, not big day, what is my church's special campaign or season? 
where we're really going to dive in and take advantage of this Christmas season, not just to get people in church for one Sunday of the season, but multiple Sundays of the season. So I'm actually going to look right here, since I'm using an example, using this Christmas of 2021 as a specific example, I'm going to pull up the December 2021 calendar. And as we look at this, there are actually five, or I'm sorry, three Sundays in December, starting on the 5th, then the 12th, then the 19th. There are three Sundays in December prior to Christmas Day. I can understand why you wouldn't want to do something too close to Christmas Day itself. You know, you know, doing something, you know, maybe maybe the day, obviously the day after Christmas is over, uh, the day on Christmas, yeah, okay, there can be some, that's a whole other thing, and that does happen every few years. But in this case, we actually have quite a bit of, of time in, in between even this last Sunday I mentioned and Christmas. There's still a full six days there. So instead of saying, well, let's pick one of those days, the 5th, the 12th, and 19th, to make our big Christmas Sunday or Christmas weekend, let's have a big Christmas campaign that lasts for all three of the Sundays. Depending on the year, depending on the calendar falls, you could have the opportunity to have three or four Sundays uh, or weekends any given year where you can have a Christmas campaign. Now, if you're feeling, again, even this year, if you're feeling extra uh, extra in the spirit of Christmas and so led by, uh, by uh, the spirit of Christmas, if you will, uh, you could technically start on November 28th because that is the first Sunday after Thanksgiving. So it's officially acceptable to begin celebrating Christmas around then. But I'm, for sake of illustration, I'm going to say, hey, let's say you say, no, I'm going to be strict, even stricter, and I'm going to say only during December. Well, it's still, you've got the three Sundays. So instead of saying, I'm going to make it all about this one big day, and I maybe make it about these three Sundays. And what can you do? Well, of course, you're, it's very likely that you're already going to be singing many worship songs that are Christmas-themed. You know, we're breaking out away in a manger and joy to the world and so on and so forth. And, you know, you're, we're singing these these traditional Christmas hymns and and, and maybe some newer uh, you know Christmas songs and whatnot we're we're singing uh, again I'm I'm not going to give examples because um, I'm not in I'm I'm at time of recording I'm not listening to Christmas music yet and that is a rule that I abide by I do not listen to Christmas music until Thanksgiving has passed that is how I will honor Thanksgiving at least in that way can we not hold on to that little bit of Thanksgiving dignity nonetheless. By this time, you will be. You'll be singing those Christmas songs as part of your worship at church. And so you're going to be doing that. And then perhaps one of the greatest things that can be done here, and many of you pastors are probably already going to be doing something of this nature, is having a Christmas-themed sermon series where you're going through, you know, maybe a different telling of the the biblical account of Christmas or, you know, breaking down a passage, however you decide to do it. I've seen it done in many creative ways. And yes, I understand you have to get very, very creative uh, as you... Uh, as you, you know, because Christmas comes every year and every year uh, it's Jesus in a manger, uh, baby born of a virgin. I mean, it, it doesn't change. So I understand that every year it can be challenging to present it in a way that is new and engaging. And speaking of that, 
that is another reason why you need to check out our Church Mini HQ Christmas kit. Now, yes, I already technically did the plug for it during this episode, but it doesn't hurt to give you a little bit more details of what is involved. And one of the key uh, kind of leading flagship features of the kit this year is, of course, our Christmas videos. You know, over the years, we've been able to produce ourselves as a team uh, here and also work with other creators to offer five unique stories told through these videos. It's over 80 minutes of actual video footage. And we've seen a lot of applications of this. And I'm going to talk a little bit more about how I think you should use it, what I believe is the best way to use them. But we've seen people play them, uh, have dedicated, you know, movie or kind of kind of film showing presentation uh, events during the Christmas season where they'll just show one of these stories all in one sitting. Uh, I've seen, uh, I've also seen some take the footage and kind of craft their own stories. And that's kind of cool to see. No matter how you choose to use it, uh, you need to get your Christmas media kit so that you can get this video content. And again, that's available at churchmediahq.com slash Christmas. But speaking of that, and speaking of using these videos, and I did say there is my preferred way, what I believe to be the best way to use it is to use these videos to accompany a series throughout the season. So for example, these three Sundays, the 5th, the 12th, the 19th, starting a series on the 5th, showing the first part of one of these stories on the 5th, and then continuing and showing the next part on the 12th and the final part on the 19th. Because what you're going to do is you're going to, in addition to your sermon series, you're going to also be giving your, your audience a little piece of the story and a, or little, little, little episodes of a continuing story each week. And this is why television works so well. When you show a new episode, people, and you leave them hanging, you know, or, or whatever, people want to come back and watch the next episode and see how the story continues. And that's the wonderful thing about these films. All of them are made in a way to where you can break them up. And they are, we actually have different uh, video files, separate files, so that you can show them, uh, you can show them all at once, or better yet, as part of a series. So that's a wonderful way to keep people coming back every week. Now, there's a lot of different, you know, applications, I suppose, in particular, that you could take and use and approaches and methods for these days in particular. That's really up to you. But the idea is that instead of making it all about one day, make it about a series of worship services at your church this Christmas season. There's so much benefit to this because first of all, when you just have that one day and you, you know, you, you're, you go out and you meet somebody and you say, Hey, you know what? I would love for you to stop by our church on, on, uh, December 19th to join us for our special, uh, Christmas service this year. You know, they, uh, what, what, what happens when they say, Oh, you know what? I'm, I'm actually not going to be in town or, you know what? I work in retail and my work schedule is crazy and I have to work that day or what, fill in the blank of whatever reason they can't go, or maybe they're just trying to come up with an excuse because yeah, they don't really feel like going to church. Well, what if instead you said, hey, I've got, we've actually got three, in this, in, like I said, in, in this case this year, we've got three different Christmas-centric services that you can come to and where you can worship and celebrate Christmas with your family this Christmas season. Well, now you've got three unique opportunities, and they can, in theory, pick the one that works best for them, or who knows? They might say, hey, I'm, I might just stop by all of them, or they might come to one of them 
and like what they hear and come to the next one. They might come to that one on the fifth. They might hear your, uh, you have an awesome worship experience, uh, hear your, your very uh, fantastic sermon, see the first piece of the video, and then say, well, what happens next? I got to have more of this. And now they come back on the 12th. And absolute best case scenario, they, they come back on the 19th. And now, instead of coming to one of, to just one service of your year, they've, or, or of your, of your season rather, they've come to multiple. And we all know, statistically proven, that the person who visits a church for the second time and beyond is much, much more likely to become a regular than somebody who just visits for the first time. And so I want to challenge you this year. I'm always saying, let's try something new. And what I hope is that you hear an idea or something that we say here on these episodes and you go, oh yeah, yeah, I'll give that that a shot. I'll, I'll give that a try. Well, here's something really, really specific that you can try. You, you, you know, you say, well, I'm, I'm not sure. I understand hesitations. I totally get it. So I, I am going to throw this out there. For anybody who's having reservations for whatever reason, uh, first of all, maybe you're having reservations of why you want to present uh, this uh, the, or, or why you would want to take this series approach, of, see this campaign as opposed to one big day. You say, I don't know. How would that work? Maybe, maybe you have hesitations there. Maybe you are considering using some type of video approach like I've been talking about with a series where you want to kind of, kind of go out on a limb, if you will, and try something new in the area of your media at your church. Well, so I, I want to let you know that I, I and encourage you, please uh, take, a t- take the time to schedule a call with me, and I would love to talk you through all of your potential hesitations, concerns, and and see if we can make, uh, help your church, I should say, have this awesome experience of a Christmas season at your church rather than maybe just one Christmas service. So again, please take a moment to schedule a call with me. You could schedule a coaching session completely free at churchmediahq.com slash coach or see the link in the descriptions. And that's, again, that's if you want some guidance and some maybe more insight on this concept uh, about just using a, 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 having a season of Christmas celebration at church rather than one service. Or if you say, I have considered using the videos and, and, or doing something like that, whether it's our videos or somebody else's, it, it doesn't matter. It's more about, I want to see you follow through on an idea. I really, really hate personally having a wonderful idea and uh, just never seeing it come to pass or seeing it uh, half-baked and not be near as effective as what it could have been. That is, that is one of the biggest ways to prevent that from happening is by just talking it over with someone. And that's what I want to do for you. So again, head over to churchmediahq.com slash coach or see the link in the description. Let's schedule a time to talk it through. And I want to help you have an amazing Christmas season at your church. So again, please don't hesitate to reach out and Let's try this. Let's try this at church. And if you are, if you're saying, hey, I want to give this a try, I would love to know that you are actually going to uh, move forward with this concept. Please reach out to me and let me know. 
or if you have hesitations, let's talk. I love talking to church leaders, having these conversations. I really do. So I really look forward to speaking with you. No matter what you decide, I hope that your church does have an awesome Christmas season. Yes, we're only at time of release of this episode in November, but you know it will be here before you know it. So please, please, uh, uh, I wish you the best. Please understand that I am here to help you. I I love helping through these episodes, but I'd love to help you even in a one-on-one setting through uh, our free coaching. Well, Church Media HQ is a production of the Must Increase Network. And head over to mustincrease.com to learn more about what we do for churches, families, and so forth. While you're there, check out our latest addition to the Must Increase Network. It's the other podcast that I host. It's called Connection Culture. And on that uh, podcast and YouTube show, we explore uh, helping you and your family navigate through the toxic messaging the negative content that is out there in the world of media and tech. And we help you actually use that same power of media and connection to make authentic connections and of course, increase truth and inspire hope in the lives of others. And that is what we are all about here at Must Increase and at Church Media HQ. That's how we want to help your church. Ultimately, we want your church to be increasing the truth of Jesus Christ and the hope that he offers, inspiring that in the lives of others. And until next time, I wanna issue that challenge yet just once more. It's time for your church, this Christmas season and beyond, to try something new. Because it's so, so much better to fail at trying something that could be incredible than it is to succeed at doing just the average. I'll see you next time right here Church Media HQ.